The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day eight of the Infinity Saga series here on the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Casey. We are moving into phase two, Matt. Of the, we're already here. I, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, it took us, you know, it took us seven episodes, eight or eight episodes to get here for this. But as we continue to go along, I mean, that was in the stretch of when that all actually happened was about five years, you know, minus, of course, Captain Marvel. But now, you know, MCU is an established thing in in, in terms of where it's at in reality. And so suddenly we start to see an increase of movies going forward from this point forward. I believe Feige starts to escalate to uh, the two movies a year. Pretty quickly he starts to escalate the two movies a year. And Iron Man 3 is the one that kicks it off. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, this film is, I don't think, loved by a lot of fans. And I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But I mean, honestly, first impressions, just in your rewatch, what, what did you think, Casey? So, you know, it, yesterday, you know, I had made that point to say that, you know, I, we were going to get into some some movies that were not as beloved by fans. I, I will say, though, after reading up on this, I mean, <laughs> it was still a box office success and critics actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it grossed over one point two billion dollars worldwide, uh, second highest grossing film of 2013 in uh, the the 16th film ever to gross over one billion dollars. So so clearly people were high off of the Avengers and were wanting more of that. I think as I was watching this um, yesterday the first half of the movie is great. It starts to fall apart for me in the second half of the movie. The first half of the movie, I think it's fantastic. They do a great job transitioning back down from aliens and supernatural beings. You clearly can see Tony Stark is dealing with, with um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Uh, and, you know, you can tell he's having some trouble. And I think they do a great job of transitioning away from this intergalactic threat to 
to a more earthly terrorism political threat. But the second half of the movie to me, it just, that's where I think maybe people have a problem with it because I had a problem with it. How about you? uh, Almost verbatim of what my notes say that, yeah, the first (laughs) half of this movie, I'm watching it going, why do we hate this movie? What, like, what, uh-huh. am I am I a sheep in this situation where I've just listened to what everyone else has been saying and I'm like, oh yeah, clearly that movie's bad. Um, I was like, oh, like it's you you get it you get the the funny nature of it. You even do get some of the like Iron Man as a man rather mm-hmm. than just cool suit stuff which I think is an interesting character development. Again, really kind of propels this character forward in my opinion. But yeah, then, then the, then the, like really the, honestly, I'd even give it the first two thirds of the movie. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. with. And then it's funny yeah. because in your, like you said, your notes, my notes here, the first part of my notes, I have it here. Don't know why this movie gets a bad rap. I like it better than two. And then later on, I have the fact that the first half of the movie is amazing. It falls apart in the second half. So clearly my train of thought as we're going through this was, wow, pretty good movie for the first half, or in your case, first two thirds. And then, (laughs) you know, it's just a letdown. It really feels like a letdown. Robert Johnny Jr. covers up I think a lot of flaws and, but I will say there were, there were some things in his character that were just kind of weird. Like he, when he's tied up to the bed frame and, and he's waiting for his Iron Man armor to come in and it's this kind of this funny gag. He's talking about like killing those people. And it's like, Whoa, Mm. we're used to our comic book heroes having a little bit more of like a code of like, we're going to bring you to justice Thing, and he's just like, nope, I'm going to straight up murder you. And it's like, whoa, it, it, it felt a little aggressive at times. Did you get that feeling? I, I definitely feel that we go from the playfulness that the Avengers kind of felt like. I mean, the event, you could tell there was a definite threat in Avengers. I mean, obviously, they're coming to take over Earth. But whenever you have a sci-fi intergalactic romp like the Avengers, it doesn't feel as hardcore as unfortunately what humans can do to one another, right? And <laughs> and and that's kind of what you're right. I, I totally can see that. You know, Stark seems a bit bit more hardened in this than he he wasn't as playful as he was in my opinion as he was in the avengers yeah, yeah it, it, there's the, and, and maybe i mean that's kind of what they were going for i understand wanting to play a heavier story it just maybe there were times where i felt like there was just a little bit too heaviness um yeah. i also felt like the big kind of twist in the middle which spoiler alert if you have not seen this in the past 10 years um, <laughs> The the twist that like the vice president is in on it didn't mm. really pay off to me. It, it it more or less was just like a tie up a loose end of like, look, this is how they're getting access to all this stuff. It's like, oh, but I think what they were hoping for that to be was like this huge betrayal. And it, it just it just wasn't. Yeah, well, part of it is because we don't really there's no character development with the vice president at all. Like that's, that's part of the problem. And actually I have in my notes here, I hate it when movies do the whole fake president thing. I, 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 it, it throws a wrench into it to me, you know, up until this point, 
there's been no mention of the president of the United States in terms of who or she, who, who he or she is in this universe. You know, it, you know, at the time in 2008, when, when Iron Man came out, you know, I was operating the president under the impression that, you know, president Barack Obama was the president. Of the United States. Like I, I hate when they go that high level because there, that's a different kind of movie. And that's what I think made this movie so rough for me was that they tried to make it a high level political thriller in some ways by including the president, the vice president, these international diplomatic relations, and it, it just doesn't play well for me. It, it doesn't. It does not play well for me at all. The, the way that you know, like the, <laughs> the barrel of monkeys scene at the end, you know, two thirds of the way through the end when they're falling from the sky. You're telling. You're meaning to tell me that 13 people were able to survive that by hooking together like a barrel of monkeys. I, I mean, well, I just they're sitting in the harbor cheering. I'm like, you realize the president's being kidnapped right now. Yeah. Like, and they're like, it, 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 yeah, it's just it, it, there were just a lot of, you know, one of the things that they tell you to do whenever you watch a movie or go see a play or read a book. I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. You have to suspend your disbelief. Right. Oh, yeah. The problem is when something is over the top or in this case jumps the shark which is what this really does um it's hard to suspend your disbelief and and what's ironic is is we just got done watching a movie that involved space aliens trying to take over the world and this felt more unrealistic than that yeah does that make um, sense i don't know yeah I just... absolutely <laughs> I, I, also, I also felt like at the end and i'm gonna get to my one big glaring problem that i'm sure everyone's waiting for us to talk about but the other thing is the end <laughs> There were just, there were no consequences. So like it was, the suits are gone and I, I cured myself and, and we cured Pepper too. And it's like, whoa, like, wait, what? Yeah, actually, are you, are you referring to the clean slate protocol? All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? You know what to do. The clean slate protocol, sir? It's screwed. It's Christmas. Yes. Yes. That yeah. drove me nuts. I, I put on here, Clean Slate Protocol provides for nice visuals. So you got some great fireworks. But how practical is that? Like, dude, your house has been destroyed, which, by the way, is one of my favorite scenes. That, that scene still leaves me in awe. Your house is destroyed. Your lab is gone. You've just destroyed what is probably 40 to 50 of these suits that you've been tinkering on. I know you're doing it to prove to Pepper whatever it is you're trying to prove to Pepper, but it, it's not practical. You just got done facing okay, so far. Like it? It, an interplanetary, you know, a, a planetary foe, not to mention the fact that there are probably still intergalactic foes that are going to come attack Earth, and you just got done destroying your suits. How practical is that? When all I, uh, Looking at all the movies that we're going to go see, gosh, those suits would be really, really, uh, I don't know, useful. useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. What, what, uh, like, like, I just didn't feel like, you know, Tony Stark is this very smart person that doesn't seem to run on as much emotional stuff. And this movie, he goes into like huge emotional realm, which I, I get it. But I mean, even the whole like he calls out the Mandarin, here's my address. And then he's like, oh, shoot, I had not to protect people. It's like, you, you really didn't think about that? Yeah. It, it, and and honestly, that whole here's my address scene where he, he kind of gets up on his high horse. I know Tony Stark is arrogant. I know Tony Stark is 
reckless sometimes. He's not that reckless. He's not that stupid. Like yeah. he didn't feel like Tony Stark in that in that scene. It just it it felt it felt really 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 off. And Pepper is not much better. I, I have here one of the things that drove me nuts was when Tony falls into the ocean after his house is is destroyed. The way she yells Tony, I don't know why they kept that in the scene. It was ridiculous. She I, it, she pauses. She looks. Tony, like it just was like. What are you like? Really? Like, like it would have been better just looking at your face being all sad, not to hear you yell this Tony that came five seconds too late. It was so inauthentic. And while we're on this and I guys, I'm sorry that this has turned into a rag on the pod on this, this episode. I didn't realize it was going to be this bad, but while we're on this topic, I am over Jarvis telling Stark, the suit's not ready. It has done that in every movie that he's had a new suit. The suit has not been ready. It has not been prototyped. It has not been tested. Oh, we're going to do it anyway. How many times can you use the same gimmick? Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, The Avengers, this, every movie he's been in, they have used that gimmick at least once. The suit is not ready. I didn't even realize that. And you are absolutely correct that they've used that gimmick every single time. <laughs> I rolled my eyes at it. I was like, okay, where's Jarvis? Is he going to come in and tell us the suit's not ready? Ba 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 ba. There it is. Like, come on. I just. Good thing. I actually do have some like specific good things, but I want to end with those because I, I, I don't want people to think that we think this is a bad movie. The first two thirds of this movie are really good. It just then is, isn't, it, it goes all. I'm okay with people thinking that I think it's a bad movie because I think it's a bad movie. I, 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 I know it did well at the box office. It doesn't. It just doesn't do it for you. It doesn't do it for me. And honestly, as I'm thinking through the universe, and I guess, I guess we're going to have to know more when we get into Ultron because that's really the next time that we'll see Stark really kind of come into his own again. I don't necessarily know if you needed this movie. I'm definitely going to be watching for uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, the suit's not ready. Yeah, well, I, I, I just I'm going to be curious to see when we get to Ultron in, in a little bit. Did this movie need to be made? I mean, granted, it made Disney 1.2 billion dollars. I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying that they didn't need to make it from a financial perspective. Clearly, people went to go see it, and and but I personally, it. No, it fell flat for me. So I'm okay with people saying Casey doesn't like this movie because I don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, I put it this way: it's I don't think of all the MCU films, I'm not like choosing to watch this one if I don't necessarily have to. And this is where the big, probably the big thing that you've heard about this movie is the problem with the villain, and that's the Mandarin, Mr. President. Only two lessons remain. I intend to finish this before Christmas morning. Meet Thomas Richards. Good, strong name, good, strong job. Thomas here is an accountant for the Roxxon Oil Corporation. (laughs) And I'm sure he's a really good guy. Live on your television in 30 seconds. The number for this telephone is in your cell phone. Exciting, isn't it? imagining how it got there america if your president calls me in the next so before we do anything about the mandarin i have to say that ben kinsley plays the character that they created for this movie wonderfully Mm -hmm. 
I don't like what they did with the character, but he plays the character very well. Like the whole scene where they find him in this house and he's like falling asleep and explaining to them what, <laughs> how he became here. Like, oh no, it's, it's, I'm just acting. I'm an actor. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Um, it, so the reason that I was so excited about hearing that the Mandarin is going to be in it. This is from my, I own a Marvel encyclopedia. And so this is from this. And so he is a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. And he owns these 10 alien rings. And these rings can control another's mind, rearrange matter, fire a disintegration beam, create a vortex, produce deadly gases, create ice blasts, or discharge electricity, flames, bursts of blinding light, or clouds of darkness. So you hear that. So basically the the Infinity Stones, basically. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It's an Infinity Stone thing, but it's it's the Ten Rings, and and that's a reference to if you from, remember from Iron Man one and this one, the the organization Ten Rings. This yeah. this is a direct reference to the Mandarin. When this, I don't know if they thought that this was going to play well, that they thought this was going to be like a ha ha, but I remember sitting in that theater, and when that scene came on, and he was a joke, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh come on, man. Because I'm expecting the third act to be this final battle reveal of the Mandarin. These ten rings come out. Oh my goodness! And and it it just did not play well. Hmm. And what I wonder is, you know, very soon after this, there was Marvel was started doing these Marvel one shots that would connect into the universe, and they did a one shot called All Hail the King. And it was Ben Kinsley's character in prison, and essentially what it references is like the real Mandarin is upset that you used his name. And it's essentially mm. all, all the purpose that it that it does is, hey, look, there's also the real Mandarin out there. And I'm really curious on if they did this, the fan outcry was like, that was horrible. And they were like, shoot, we have to, okay, let's put this Marvel one shot out to say the real Mandarin's out there and we'll we'll deal with it later. This goes to the fact that each director gets to kind of go his own way with where they want to go with the movie, the script, things like that. But it's all got to be tied into the greater universe of Feige and Marvel Studios. And again, if he if it is a, a retcon or a fix because the fans had such an outcry, good for them. Because I think that I think they've left themselves quite a bit of string to be able to build on, you know, and wow. to be able to tie this back in. You know, you, you had mentioned villain. And here's what's funny about this. When you said the villain of this movie. I did not even think of the Mandarin. Like I know the Mandarin was the guy that he was fighting against, but to be honest with you, I felt Killian was an amazing villain. In fact, he up there for me, right behind Loki. He is a, he's a, yes, he, and and he, he is a fascinating, fast, you know, the, the villain who's wronged by, by, by Iron Man, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, because of Tony Stark's ego, you know, his, his, you know, invested in the science of extremists and and is able to come i i felt killian was a perfect political foe for tony right after loki i think he was the perfect fit for this i almost think maybe the reason why they didn't use the real mandarin was to be able to was because it felt almost too much after what happened with uh with loki and the invasion stuff that they needed something a little bit more grounded and that they can come back to later on with this. I I don't know. Yeah, I I, don't, I guess I just didn't view him as I I he wasn't really a 
maybe this is splitting hairs, but he wasn't really a villain. He was just more of an antagonist. Hmm. Okay. Like, All right. Like, like villain to me is, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he really had necessarily like villainous motives. He just wronged by Tony and, and I, I guess alter the ego way, of like, Tony. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like he, he just didn't, he didn't play for he, you. That That's okay. didn't land yeah. He didn't play for, play for you. One more thing on the Mandarin before we leave really fast. They are putting him in a future film and this is, let's get excited for 22021. It looks like, and this is Shang Chi. Okay. And the legend yep. of the Ten Rings, and That's this is, it is. It yeah. like that the Mandarin is going to become. So this is all rumors. Please do not take this as as fact. It is not. This is all internet rumors. But it looks like the film is going to revolve around Shang Chi, who works for the Mandarin and was adopted on the streets and raised by the Mandarin and kind of brainwashed. And they're going to have like a Mortal Kombat style tournament mm. where the prize is the 10 rings. Ooh. And so it looks like there's rumors that Baron Mordeaux or Mordeaux from uh, um, Dr. Strange is going to reappear in this one. You who seeks the 10 rings. There's going to be Korean scroll fighters um, for comic book fans out there. Spiral is rumored. Who is like a forearm swords person. Like, it, it, so it sounds like it's going to be a very cool, cool thing. And I'm, I'm, it gets me more excited for that. I know we're running out of time. I just real quick, uh, Harley, what was your take on Harley? Did you like him? Did you not like him? What was your take? I think it's, he's a fun character. Uh, I, I, I like him as the, as the kid. I, I don't, I don't want to say I loved him because there's some like really weird, like, so wait, he doesn't have parents. Like he, he like he, he just lives in a shed. Like I, I, I don't, there's some confusing things about him, but I, I think I liked him as a character. Oh, he drove me nuts. I, I literally have in my notes, Harley is annoying. Like he was just so <laughs> annoying and he does not deserve a spot at Tony Stark's funeral. I'm sorry. He, he does not. I mean, okay. Maybe I'm being a little harsh, but he just, he just, I think part of it is exactly what you just laid out. His character development is severely flawed. It's just this random kid in Tennessee and Tony Stark, like, like some all of a sudden it's just it's just it's it's just it was just it, it is very strange right <laughs> I, I said i would end with a bright spot i loved war machine slash iron patriot in this where um i i loved it i i love the banter that he brought of it, where when they say come out iron patriot he's like it, it tested well with focus groups and when he has to give <laughs> password and it's war machine rocks with an x yeah <laughs> Yeah, now there were there were definitely some bright spots in the movie, and we ripped quite a bit. But I, I uh, you know, it, it had a real like Terminator Two vibe to it overall. It's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, I do want to say the end credit scene is one of my favorites. The montage that they do, um, yeah. I felt that was that was really not not like the not the special after credit scene. I'm talking the actual like when they do the montage of the different characters of all three Iron Mans. I thought that was really well yeah. Done. Yeah, that's a really cool, cool credits thing. All right, it's closing time, sir. If you want to get a hold of us, my friends, you can do that on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can also uh, tweet at us or find us on Instagram at beersears1928. Tomorrow we are doing Thor the Dark World, I believe, right? Yes, that is correct. Thor the Dark World is day nine. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everybody.